Welcome to Explore the OT Field podcast. I am your host, Nicole Smith. Today we're going to explore the OT field by learning about the fieldwork setting of TBI home and community rehab setting from Vanessa Rivera. Welcome to the podcast, Vanessa. Thank you for having me, Nicole. I'm very excited to share my experience and thank you for this opportunity. I am so excited to have you. I can't wait to hear about your fieldwork experience. But first, can you please introduce yourself to the listeners? Definitely. So um, I'm originally from Victorville, California. I completed my undergrad at Cal State San Marcos, where I spent three wonderful years in North County, San Diego. And now I'm here in Los Angeles, where I'm completing my final trimester of my OTD program at West Coast University Center for Graduate Studies. Um, So yeah. That's exciting. Fun fact, I'm doing my, I'm, my OT program is in San Marcos. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Was that St. Augustine? Yes, it is. Awesome. I heard a lot of good things about that program. Yeah, it is a good program. But now let's get back to the interview. What brought you to occupational therapy? So uh, my interest in occupational therapy began when I was working as an activities assistant at a skilled nursing facility. And this is where I fell in love with the older adult population. And this is where my interest in working with the neuropop actually began. So I've Mm -hmm. experienced working with residents with Alzheimer's disease, dementia, stroke, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, and uh, more. And then sometimes I would see the OT would come into our arts and craft sessions and Mm -hmm. she would help some of our residents utilize their affected limb in our activities. And then one day I walked past the rehab room and I saw an OT using the Brock string test with the client. And it's funny because Mm -hmm. looking back on that, I thought it was some sort of game because of the colorful pattern of the beads. Um, But that sparked my curiosity because at that time, I didn't know what career I wanted to pursue, Mm -hmm. but I really enjoyed meaningful work, creativity, and the strong connection I built with residents that the activities department offered. So after getting info from the lead OT at our facility, I did my research and then I decided that OT checked all the boxes on my interests. And now eight years later, here I am. Oh, wow. That's so exciting. So as you said, the neuro population had sparked your interest. So how did you feel Mm -hmm. when you were placed in a TBI home and community rehab? Oh, man. So I was very much nervous and excited Mm -hmm. because I didn't have prior experience working within the TBI pop. Mm -hmm. But I know that I knew at the time that this was a very valuable Uh, opportunity for me because Mm -hmm. my clinical instructor had over 29 years of experience working within this setting and it was her own business. So I knew she was going to have a lot of knowledge and a strong passion for working with the TBI population. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely nerve wracking, but exciting at the same time. Yeah. Could you explain the placement setting or clinic in more detail for us? Definitely. So, um, In this setting, there wasn't a specific site that we went to to work. Um, So we primarily went to our clients' homes or within their community, such as uh, visits to their local grocery store, community mobility, they primarily got around their city by walking, or even Mm -hmm. provided um, sessions at a nearby park. I even had 
some, we had a contract with the client who was uh, living within a group home for brain injury survivors, mm -hmm. which was nice because the group home was equipped with mat tables and some equipment shared with the speech therapists, PTs, and OTs. That's different, but it sounds yes. like an amazing opportunity. Mm -hmm. So how did you prepare uh, before starting your rotation? So I sent an email to my clinical instructor and I asked her um, what were specific interventions or um, evaluations or assessments I should look over beforehand. Mm -hmm. uh, she definitely, she sent me some research articles to review about the TBI population, um, specific areas that uh, interventions focus on in OT, mm -hmm. such as executive mm -hmm. function, pain management. And then she also told me to review um, manual muscle testing, AROM, the modified Ashworth scale. And that was basically uh, it for preparing, mm -hmm. but I still felt like, okay, I definitely will learn a lot more once I start seeing clients. Mm -hmm. So how did a typical day look like during the first few weeks of your field work? So within this setting, there's a lot of commutes since we're meeting mm -hmm. our clients where they're living or during within their community. So mm -hmm. typically the earliest in, uh, earliest sessions would start around 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. So I live in L.A. and very well known that there's a lot of traffic. So mm -hmm. I would make sure that I would... I would use ways, make sure, okay, I had to wake up at this time just to make sure I arrived at least 15 minutes early or 20 minutes early just to prepare for traffic. Mm -hmm. And I would chart review at home, look over my client's goals, and then I would look up evidence-based interventions um, beforehand mm -hmm. or after each session. Did you start doing that from the beginning of your fieldwork or did you start do that a little bit later as far as chart review and stuff like that? So my clinical instructor, she was uh, very much motivated to push me. And so mm -hmm. my first day, I actually conducted an evaluation with oh, my wow. clients. Yeah. And it was, mm -hmm. it was a great learning experience because I felt like I really honed in on my observational evaluation skills. Um, again, we're working with clients in their natural environment. Yeah. So I, she had sent me his emr before so i reviewed that and then i just went in for that evaluation she says okay i want to see how you're going to come in to meet your client for the first time so mm -hmm. it was really interesting uh very it was it was kind of like the just right challenge for me um i definitely was very interested in working with the tbi pop and learning so mm -hmm. she definitely helped me get out of my comfort zone and i really appreciate that yeah, that would have got me out of my comfort zone, too. <laughs> yeah. I'd say I'm an observational learner, or at least I would like to observe once before I, I get thrown in. But I guess we've done a lot of that in school. So did you feel comfortable when she just threw you in? I was definitely nervous. And mm -hmm. it was nice because she has so much experience. And she yeah. would always reflect too, like I was a student once. She's like, I used to be nervous as well, but she would walk me through it. If she saw I was struggling somewhere, she would walk me through it and she would ask me for my clinical decision uh, making. So why did something, why position my client in a certain way? So it was mm -hmm. really nice because she was helping me build the problem solving skills in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and that happened with every single client that I got on my caseload. So I would come in the first time I would meet them, I would conduct a re-eval on them. Oh, so okay. I felt comfortable with them and I would make my own goals. 
with each one. Oh, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. So at what point did you start having more of your own caseload or that was right away as well? (laughs) Yeah, I felt like it was right as I was right away. But um, since her, her practice was a little bit of a smaller company. Mm -hmm. um, So we were getting clients. uh, She was discharging some clients already. But I was getting newer clients that were coming into getting services at her um, her private practice. So it kind of built up um, throughout okay. my 12-week uh, experience. But I mm-hmm. would say I was independent more around week six. Okay. That is where I felt like I had more of my solid base of caseload. Mm-hmm. And so week six was probably when we, I was more independent. Oh, okay. And so around that time, how would you say a typical day looked like then? So a typical day, um, so Mike, because it is in a home and community setting, um, my CI had to be present for each session just for safety. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a clinic or a hospital where there's other professionals around. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, we would just meet where our client um, home or a specific setting like a park. And she would just let me lead the whole uh, in the whole intervention, the whole session. So asking okay. about pain, asking about sleep, um, mm-hmm. actually initiating the uh, interventions, and then we'll have like a debrief with caregivers who were present. Mm-hmm. So we do mm-hmm. um, caregiver education, and then following that, my CI and I would just meet up either um, somewhere to talk in the car, and she would give me feedback on how each session went so it was very much different from a traditional Mm -hmm. setting but it was it was awesome because each intervention session was two hours so I felt like I was able to utilize my creativity and Mm -hmm. utilize um, more of client-centered interventions with each client oh okay and how many clients did you have uh, in a typical day so because I lived kind of far and some mm-hmm. of our clients were scattered. So her private practice, uh, they serve the entire California region. Oh, wow. So they do a mix of in-person telehealth. So I was able to have a good mix. So I would see some clients in telehealth sessions or in person, um, especially for the ones that lived far. Um, I think mm-hmm. the farthest I've driven was well, we, we carpooled, but it was about two hours oh, wow. from where we were at. So then we would do the initial eval in person and then do uh, the other sessions via telehealth. Um, oh, okay. So typically, because of the drive time, we would see a max of three to four clients a day. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. You, I don't think you could squeeze in more commuting in between there. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was definitely the most difficult aspect of this setting was the commute time and Mm -hmm. just the time management aspect. Now let's talk about applying what you learned in school Mm -hmm. in preparation for entering the OT field. So in this practice setting of TBI home and community rehab, would you say you applied a specific model or frame of reference? Um, I would definitely say the biopsychosocial model was very prominent in this setting um, as as well as a lifestyle performance model. Um, Mm -hmm. It's more of a client-centered approach. And I felt like that was, it was an amazing opportunity to be here for my level 2B because I was Mm -hmm. really able to apply 
client-centered intervention. Mm -hmm. And with that two-hour time limit, I was really able to not only provide those interventions, but connect with each client Mm -hmm. and have time to discuss things that they're currently experiencing. If they, sometimes our clients just need time for us to talk to them and they have a lot of things going on. And Mm -hmm. so I was able to take a pause from the intervention, sit down with my client, and they were able to talk to me and open up about things that were really challenging in their life. Um, So I thought that was really nice. Yeah, that sounds like a really good experience for sure. Mm -hmm. I know you already mentioned some assessments, but what types Mm -hmm. of assessments did you perform? And was there one that you performed more frequently than others? Yes. So we utilize the slums. Um, I would say with every client that we saw, um, especially mm-hmm. in the initial eval reevaluation. Um, mm-hmm. So I would specifically that assessment evaluates cognitive deficits or changing cognition over time. So it focuses in executive functioning, attention, orientation, memory, working memory, reasoning, and problem solving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that was the typical type of intervention, uh, sorry, assessment I would use. But we also utilize the functional independence measure, um, MMT, the Berg Balance Scale. But I also had the opportunity to complete the occupational therapy driver off-road assessment, which is known as OT-DORA. Yeah, and that is a battery assessment. So it has, um, I forgot the number, but it has Um, a multitude of cognitive, um, physical, and visual assessments within it. Mm -hmm. So it was a really great experience to utilize that with one of my clients. Um, And of course, we utilize like basic assessments like saccades, visual tracking, uh, tactile Mm -hmm. localization, Mm -hmm. uh, those type of uh, evaluation assessments for each client. So a good amount you get to do. Yes. And each of my clients were very much different. Um, You know, brain injuries are just like a fingerprint. Mm -hmm. There is not one that is the same. So it was definitely, uh, you have to be adaptable. And you also have to be able to um, hone in on your observational skills. And that is one thing I learned from my CIs that you're always evaluating Mm -hmm. your client. It's not only just that first time that you're evaluating. And each session, you're going to see change. You're going to see um, specific aspects, like it can be uh, the weather, how much they slept, their current pain that will impair their or improve their function. Mm-hmm. What types of intervention did you perform? And same here, was there one that you performed more frequently than others? Or was there one that you liked or enjoyed more than others? Ooh, so I had a really good variety of um ability to implement interventions. So primarily with my more advanced uh, clients, we focused on uh, NDT principles, such as like trunk control, unilateral mobility. Mm-hmm. We either worked on that in quadruped um, during transfer training, definitely used mm-hmm. uh, the mat table a lot and the mats at the um, group living facility because it it came equipped with equipment so we definitely use that to our advantage Mm -hmm. um we also collaborated with speech therapists so um we utilized the passing year valve for my client who had tracheotomy and i also collaborated with pts as well um so we 
we're able to work on functional mobility, balance, and gait training. And that was mm -hmm. a valid experience because we actually got to witness uh, my client to take his first uh, four steps following his injury with his oh, wow. wife present. So it was a very valuable experience. Um, definitely, I would recommend students to focus on their own biomechanics mm -hmm. because when utilizing NDT, um, if you're not being aware of your own body mechanics, you could, you know, tweak your back a little bit. So mm -hmm. I really appreciated how after every session, my CI would give me some feedback. She would show me different ways to utilize my body as a therapeutic means to make sure my client was getting the most out of each session and making sure that I wouldn't tire myself out after each session. That's good. And yeah, that's definitely an important reminder to consider. Mm -hmm. Especially definitely. if you want to stick in the field for 29 years. <laughs> yes, she definitely was a great source of information. I felt like I just learned so much from her. Even if we were just having a, a typical conversation, she had a lot of wisdom to share. And it was an mm -hmm. amazing opportunity. So knowing what you know now and thinking back to when you were about to start your field work, what would you tell yourself? I would say to be open to changing your intervention. So I'm the type of person that likes to prepare. Um, I love doing research and I love um, having the opportunity to use evidence-based techniques into session, mm -hmm. but sometimes they're not gonna go as planned. Sometimes your client mm -hmm. is gonna need time to talk and they have, like I said, things going on in their life. So it's mm -hmm. really important to focus on building that connection and that therapeutic use of self. And mm -hmm. I would say to, as a student, I would actually work on my um, mo uh, motivational interviewing skills. I think mm -hmm. those type of skills could benefit somebody, especially working in the brain injury community. Mm -hmm. um, it is a chronic condition and I think it's also an invisible injury. So there comes mm -hmm. with a lot of stigma that our survivors deal with every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, just building that connection and making sure that you're being as client-centered as possible. Would you have prepared any differently? Um, I would definitely, I would focus on looking at the current um, literature of the brain injury population and the mm -hmm. current disparities that they are experiencing, especially when they discharge from um, the hospital and at home. Mm -hmm. I think having that knowledge would definitely help students or future clinicians in identifying what type of interventions to focus on and just mm -hmm. having small insight of, okay, this is what's typically going on following discharge, like social isolation. And that is something we worked on in session is helping our clients find um, social support and maintaining their social support. Mm -hmm. So I think that is something I would have done differently is just coming in with more knowledge. Oh, okay. What did you find most helpful to be more successful or more comfortable as a fieldwork student? I would say it would be time management and having time to decompress. Uh, mm -hmm. I was lucky to have a clinical instructor who she would make sure to put me in that just right challenge so that she mm -hmm. would help me build those clinical skills. Mm -hmm. But I was my hardest critic and <laughs> she would tell me, okay, Vanessa, yes, you did, you can improve in this area, but you also did good in this area. 
So she was very encouraging and just helping shift your mindset to, um, yes, our intention is always to make sure our clients are safe, that we're providing mm -hmm. effective interventions, but mm -hmm. to also give yourself grace because this is a learning experience and this is mm -hmm. our first time being a fieldwork student. And so we're new to this. So just having that ability to go to the gym and decompress either before or after um, your field work day definitely helped me. And I was lucky to have a clinical instructor who was very um, supportive. And she would always tell me like, make sure you go home and decompress, um, mm -hmm. you're doing great. So having that encouragement was nice, but also taking the initiative to do that for yourself is important. Yeah. I know you've already touched on um, multiple ways your CI was helpful to you, but were there any specific feedback that you find most helpful? Um, she definitely told me, especially during my first couple of weeks, um, definitely the nerves were still there. Um, with more of my advanced clients, she would tell me to take your time. Um, don't rush because usually when you rush, that's when you're going to bump into safety issues. And the priority is to always keep our clients safe, um, mm -hmm. especially with your more advanced clients who are dealing, experiencing hemiparesis. So during transfer training, um, she, we would go through bed mobility, positioning, and just by the end of my rotation, I was able to feel more confident and I had mm -hmm. my flow down, but I noticed that I was coming into the session in um, kind of like a slower pace, making sure I checked all the boxes. Um, mm -hmm. But that is definitely what I learned from my clinical instructor is, you know, we're going to be new practitioners very soon. So, you know, there's going to be some nerves when you come into a new job, but making sure that you take mm -hmm. your time and ensuring safety is something that she really instilled in me. That's good. Yeah. Sometimes we, I know, especially as a student, when we're trying to learn things, we just want to go, go, go and make sure we get everything. But it's mm -hmm. a good reminder to yeah. take the time. Definitely. What would you say was the most challenging and the most rewarding doing your fieldwork in a TBI home and community rehab setting? I would say the most challenging aspect um, within this setting, I kind of mentioned it before, but it was just the commute time. Um, and mm -hmm. That was a little bit difficult because um, it did take some energy out of you, if especially if your clients um, don't live close. Um, mm -hmm. So that was a little bit difficult. Um, and I did have the initial interest in working in either SNF or home health setting um, when I got into OT mm -hmm. school. So it actually mm -hmm. brought awareness to me like, okay, what are some of the challenges if I were to pr uh, pursue this after OT school? Mm -hmm. Um, I think mm -hmm. that was the most challenging aspect. Um, mm -hmm. But again, like I said before, brain injury, it's like a fingerprint. N not one brain injury is the same. Each client was different. And being mm -hmm. able to adapt and being able to use that therapeutic use of self, that is um, mm -hmm. something that I definitely built during this experience. So um, mm -hmm. I don't think it was the most challenging, but it was definitely the most rewarding. Mm-hmm. To feel like you're building that skill of motivational interviewing? Yes. Um, I think, especially with our clients being in their own uh, natural environment, um, mm -hmm. there's some things, or even coming home and explaining to their family um, the changes after brain injury, 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes a family will see that they're fully recovered. I mean, they don't have scars or some do, but some family members are like, well, you look fine and you're doing fine. I don't understand why you're having this issue. Or it was a cultural standpoint where um, my client was helping support uh, family members from outside the country. And mm-hmm. he was very nervous to tell them what actually happened and the specific uh, stressors he's going through every day. So we were able to utilize some stress management techniques, uh, breathing techniques to help manage that. Um, oh, okay. We had to be culturally aware that each person is has their own stressors in life and just learning how to adapt and show them ways that they can uh, navigate that on themselves. Mm-hmm. If someone told you that they were placed in a similar setting for their field work, what would you tell them? I would tell them to ask as many questions as possible and take in as much information as possible, not only from your clinical instructor, but from your clients. Um, I feel like my clients in, in my 2B and my 2A rotation, they taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, they taught me about not only is how s- certain areas um, in their life are challenging and how OT can uh, be implemented to improve those areas, but they have their own ideas too. And I, at some point I was like, oh, wow, that's actually a good idea. And so we would problem solve together. And mm-hmm. uh, that was really cool just to be, just to be open and say that, we're going to be lifelong learners even after school. Mm-hmm. So just instilling that in yourself now, I think that would definitely benefit somebody going into this niche uh, home and community rehab setting, especially since it's not a traditional setting. Um, you definitely yeah. have to be quick on your feet. Um, you definitely have to be resourceful and you had to have a passion for mm-hmm. uh, this specific setting uh, for yeah working with brain injury survivors. Mm -hmm. We made it to the last question. What does the future hold for you? And where do you see yourself in a year or five years from now? So the future, it will very closely, I'll be graduating in two months. So I am very much excited and nervous. Um, But I'm finishing up my doctoral manuscript right now. So I'm taking things one step at a time. So uh, planning on taking the MVC ex- exam um, a few months after we, we graduate, but okay. I am actually looking forward to gaining employment in the acute care setting okay. or the inpatient rehab setting. Um, I felt like I had very valuable experiences in both of my rotations, but I'm looking forward to the challenge. I'm looking forward to grow as a CINTV OT, and I'm also looking into uh, OT fellowships. So whether that be okay. applying in the next year or next five years, I think that is something I definitely want to um, achieve within my OT career. So hopefully within the next five years, I will see that, but we'll see. I'm definitely going to go with the flow and just continue to learn as I go. Yeah. Well, that sounds very exciting, mm-hmm. especially the graduating part. Yes. Well, 
Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I have really enjoyed listening to and learning from your very different experience. Thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, I hope others will find it helpful, especially going into a niche practice setting. Um, can be different, but it's also still valuable. Yeah. And if anyone wants to reach out to you with questions or comments, where can they find you? Um, they can contact me via Instagram. Um, so my Instagram handle is that OT underscore Chica. Um, and if you have any questions, definitely DM me. I will be more than happy to uh, answer any questions. Okay, great. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast. And thank you for letting us explore the OT field work with you today. Thank you again, Nicole. This was an amazing opportunity. And good luck to you. You're, Thank you. You're starting your field work soon. So good luck to you. I know you'll do amazing. Thank you. Please share. Too. I will. I will. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Explore the OT Field Podcast. I hope you enjoyed learning about this fieldwork setting and that you are looking forward to the next episode and interview. If you want to follow along this journey of exploring the OT field and fieldwork, follow the podcast Instagram account at Explore the OT Field Podcast. If you want to share your experience on the podcast, please message me on Instagram or send an email to explore the OT field at gmail.com. I'm so excited that you joined us today and hope you will tune in next time. If you, like myself, need extra reminders sometimes, Follow the podcast on Spotify and you won't miss a learning opportunity. Until next time, keep exploring.